Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Oh, well, hello and welcome, everyone. Welcome to the China Shop. So fucking thrilled and excited to get these doors open today. I'm Shopkeeper Dan. With me, as always, is Kyle, creator of FinancialNiptitude.com. How are you doing today, Kyle? I am confused, man. You got some energy today. What's going on? I'm excited. We got Ah. today. I'm going to introduce it. You missed it. And now it's my turn. Today, we've got Sarah Glass coming back to the shop. And she's going to give us a master class. In order flow. Ooh. Oh man, really? You're setting expectations <laughs> really yeah. high. Yeah. 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 Already, okay, it's FOMC. Tesla <laughs> earnings. A lot has already happened today. A lot has happened. Yeah. <laughs> so you want me? And I teach a master class later tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern time. You want me to teach one now too? Oh um, yeah. <laughs> Would you mind? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I haven't officially introduced you. All right. So how are you doing today, Sarah? I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, it's been a long day, but I'm happy to be here. And like I said earlier, just shoot the shit. <laughs> I think I hear your phone ringing. Is that Sorry? your ringtone? The mountaintop, walk on water, she got power, looks so royal. One second, buying oil, diamond, platinum, tweet now for you. Gotta drill it in, never giving in, reading slow on the options, get in. Witness, she got the heart of 20 men, no fear, going short in the lion's den. That flow, that spot, that crown, you looking at the queen of the stock chart now. Stronger than ever, can't hold her down, a hundred mils, they'll make her smile. Straight game face, it's straight day, see me running through the crowd full of melee. No trick plays, like Bill Gates, don't take a genius to understand a this is amazing. I figured we owed you a proper one. A proper oh theme song. Oh my god. So, so good. Okay, so you're emailing me that. That's yeah. going to my playlist. There you go. I'm going to uh, listen to it. I just got a Peloton. On Saturday, I know it's. Oh, I'm, you're one of the last people to do that, apparently. Are they collectible, like Beanie Babies or something? They will be once they shut down the factory. Like it was so funny because I had a pe- I got the Peloton for Christmas, and it was I got the email saying it's on its way last week, and I was so excited about it. And then I think it was the day of that I received the email. All of a sudden, that news kit dropped about Peloton. So they're not going to be creating new equipment or bikes and i'm just like what so i went i shorted peloton and made my money back nice pretty much well it was a gift but in theory if i bought it i would have made my money back and gone free right. Peloton. so <laughs> that's a cooler story i did not Listen, buy the peloton but I you, so you're it. actually getting one though yeah oh i got it on the saturday i shorted it on the thursday and the peloton <laughs> saturday it was perfect nice right they still have they're still taking subscriptions though right Oh, it's, it's amazing. Like it's, um, you know, I'm going to be honest, it's a little bit intimidating and I haven't really used it yet, but I've told my father who was the one who bought it for me that I love it. Um, uh. But I do love it. It's cool. <laughs> I just, I'm intimidated. I'm like, oh, it's, it's really intense. I, I got to do it on a Saturday when the market's closed and I have more mental capacity. Is it a treadmill or like a run a bike or? It's the bike. Okay, that's much better in my opinion. I can't run in place. That's just, ugh, no. <laughs> well, I can, but not um, 
not enjoyably how they try to make it. I could, I would rather bike and enjoy myself than run and enjoy myself. Well, at least with the bike, it's a little easier to like watch something like you can, I guess with the Peloton, that's what you're doing, right? It's a whole business model. (laughs) Pretty much. You're just doing these classes, but yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely cool to have. And, you know, I hope that it stays strong or gets bought out because I don't want to have this Peloton and then not get a chance to use it. And then the next thing I know, they're bankrupt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no more spare parts, no (laughs) no more tech support. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, what do you think is going to happen with the stock now? So I don't trade it too normally, to be honest. It's not one of the ones I really look at. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, do I think it's going to go back to 160 per share? No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I can say that pretty definitively. But I mean, yeah, it would be cool if it was bought out. I heard there's some rumors about Apple potentially buying it out. Um, Ah, okay. I was wondering how they get out of this hole that they found themselves in. That's more what I was... That press release to me looked like a stock that was getting ready to go to zero. Doom! <laughs> that would have been really cool, but I do feel bad for the like bag holders at one. Oh god, yeah, that sucks. You know, but I'm holding enough bags for everybody else and everything else I got. Yeah, but who isn't holding <laughs> a bag in their long term at the moment, right? So, I know. Just Peloton's really, really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. So let's, I know you play Tesla a lot. Let's, uh, let's talk about like how you set up some of the trades. Uh, let's, can you walk us through like some of the morning prep that you do and then like how you decide like what levels you want to try to, to make trades on how you, how you get to all that stuff? Well, basically I don't have the order flow queen self-proclaimed anyway, but what I really like to do is when the only way I really use order flow when building my morning watch list is looking at after hour share activity, usually at 4pm and onward, 4pm Easter time and onward from the previous evening after our session. Now, why I look at that every day when I get to my computer is I know the spot price and the sentiment of where the shares were either bought or sold. Mm-hmm. And um, when I have that, I have a the spot price is automatically an important level to me. Um, the premium spent, the quantity. And the reason why that share activity is so important is because it's not connected to any options because the options market is closed. Uh-huh. So it's directional. It's totally directional. It shares, shares move the market. Options rarely move the market unless you're getting some huge gamma squeeze situation right. like GME. So I tried to look at that share activity every morning. What is big money playing with? I don't care. I don't want to follow... You know, I don't want to follow like some guy who got lucky off the game squeeze and made like two hundred thousand bucks and is about to blow it. You know, I'm mm, trying to yeah, go. Yeah, find, yeah. yeah, I'm trying to find the like hundred million dollar plus share orders from the night before or the after hour session from the previous day. So I look at that also with my watch list. I you know get just check see what's uh, going on in terms of catalyst. Watch the list, bit of CNBC. Have my coffee. You know. So this is early morning before the market opens. Oh, yeah. I'm usually up at 7.30. I wake up, I make my coffee, I take my dog out, feed her breakfast. I have CNBC trading on the background. I love how that's such a like important part of my morning. Right. But it really is. <laughs> well, it could be just a comfort thing, right? Yeah, yeah. We set the atmosphere. Right. Before I dive in, you know? And then, yeah. um, so things I look at is, look at, yeah, like catalysts, price upgrades, price downgrade setups, pre-market volumes, a big one. I use the trading view screener. So I want to see what's moving. What are people playing with pre-market? Mm-hmm. Um, is it connected to a catalyst? Like I'm basically trying to build confluence, right? I'm trying to paint pictures. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think from there is when I kind of start going, I look at the pre-market high, the pre-market low, um, especially on SPY because SPY has, I believe it's a 94% chance that it's either going to touch the pre-market high or the pre-market low. Really? So, yep. So you should always have the pre-market high and pre-market huh. low mapped out on SPY every morning. All right. Yeah. yeah, I'll add that to my morning routine. And then um, from there, just kind of build, like, I'm going to be honest, guys, I'm a little bit late. I'm not a chart master like Victorio yeah. and some of the traders that I now teach mm-hmm. with. I, I'm good at charts, but I'm really good at order flow. So mm-hmm. um, I don't really like to sit there and draw out all my support resistance and everything every single morning on every single significant time frame. So I kind of just stick to, I already have my daily levels, I already usually have my hourly levels, maybe just the five minute quickly on the few names I've chosen. Mm-hmm. 
and that combined with the share activity. And then I, I just kind of build a picture and decide, you know, what I want to scalp. I always start my morning with the morning scalp quick, you know, one grand, like but usually one to three grand within the first 10 minutes or off the open. And then that's when I kind of then start doing my, my real work. Like Just, the just a quick grand, then I can get to just, work. Yeah, yeah. I should probably just end my day there, but we're in quarantine, like we're not in quarantine, but we're still like, it's winter here in, in Toronto. It's like minus. Right. It's like, okay, so we're Celsius, but I guess in Fahrenheit, it'd probably be about zero, maybe less. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's freezing here. They've had more snow than we've had in decades, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> so it's just like there's nowhere to, and everything's closed still because we're so strict here about COVID that everything's closed. Are you at least getting stuff in your stores? Because like we're starting to see the 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 supermarkets looking pretty bare again. No, yeah. ours are too. It's, it's not good here. So um, you know, I got the Peloton, so I should be doing that after I make my. After I make my money, but no, I, I like, you know, I'm still moderating the rooms. I'm moderating for trade pro still and mm-hmm. uh, another group. So I do a lot of uh, analysis, posting, and um, if trade opportunities present itself, you know, maybe I, I will take a trade, but just need to make sure I don't over trade. That's usually if I, if I lose, if I have a red day, it's because I traded more than I should have. Right. I think think a lot of us can relate to that. For sure. What do you do you use bracket orders? Do you have a bracket strategy? No, I don't use them. Um, I used to but to be honest, um, it depends on so one thing I do is um, if we have a a lot of volume and a high VIX. Mm -hmm. I just usually pick a stock that has a high beta that makes big moves like Amazon, Tesla, um, Google, something like that. I buy like five contracts and I just do market to market. I mean, unless I, unless I have the opportunity to not do market to market and like, I'm like, we're getting like a continued continuation move then I may might market in and then I'll set myself mm. for higher, but just, I, of course I'm monitoring the chart, but if I want to do a quick two second scalp, I, I don't like the pre-market action. I feel like volume isn't going to be sustained, then I just want to get in and out before the volume drops. And that's when I just market to market. I don't do the bracket orders or any of that stuff that a lot of other do. Oh, okay. So you're just buying while it's running up and then just selling it before it even has a chance to top? I'd say I have probably about a 90% success rate, maybe higher, because I've just done this for so long and I've just kind of mastered a trading technique that I feel like I could do, you know, 10 years from now, or like, let's say I, I have a life outside of this one day, you know, <laughs> so, I have something I can roll out of bed, make my scalp and call it. Do you right. scalp with the so, weekly contracts then? Uh, usually, except um, I'm more hesitant on Fridays. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Fridays, I, you know, like a lot of people like doing ODTE. Um, I used to, but I rarely do it anymore unless there's a lot of volume. Like I may mm-hmm. do it this Friday if we still have this create these crazy swings but one little rule of thumb is if you're scalping weeklies the you know the more the week goes on obviously you have less you have more leverage but you have less protection right yeah right. so your contracts can go red very quickly so with that being said like it's as you the week goes on and you're scalping if you're going to use a weekly you have you should probably should go closer to in the money mm-hmm. if you're like let's say there's like you know you want to do a Tesla scalp on Friday, right? And, you know, there's volume, but maybe there's not a ton of it. And you try to scalp like the, let's say Tesla's rut right now, just report earnings. It's like, what, like nine twenty a share? And you're trying to scalp on a Friday with 1,300 calls. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like unless yeah. you're out in seconds, those are going to, that theta is going to eat you up in minutes, right? Right, so, yeah. <laughs> Um, that's something else to also consider when doing the morning scalp. So what, uh, what do you use to get your flow data? Are you, uh, still using quant data or have you moved on to unusual whales like Vico? So I don't use unusual whales. I probably should though, check it out because it's pretty cool. I was using quant data more so, yeah, for the day trading when, when we have a trend, quant data is pretty good because I'm just watching sweeps and it's, it's very easy to find that confluence between the overall trend and Hey, there's a ton of these sweeps coming in, right? Mm-hmm. When it, I'm actually now with this new volatility, um, a trend change, because as you can see, we're not just 
going up nonstop. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually pulled out the big guns again. I'm using Trade Alert and it's been quite successful, which is my, the platform I learned on. Mm -hmm. So um, that's helped a lot. It's what, how I saw yesterday about Microsoft. I'm like, there's, even when it's sold off, like there's no way this thing's going to stay down with what I saw from order flow. And lo and behold, it hit 310. Well, can can you walk us through that one then? Yeah, you want me to get into kind of deeper of what I saw? Yeah. yeah. So one one thing that market makers love to do um, is they like to sell premium. And they were selling in big money um, the 290 puts, right? Mm-hmm. So this what that tells me is the floor for Microsoft is 290. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, okay, they have to, cl- let's, we always assume big money's right with this kind of order flow. So if we're seeing hundreds of millions of dollars go into a position, they're selling the 290 puts and, you know, buying like the 300 calls, like they're more, they're probably going to be right. Mm-hmm. So that's what I saw. I posted it in the trade pro chat um, and the other chat that I moderate for. And another thing I look, I usually also look at open interest and I look at share activity, which, you know, obviously is probably the most telling of all. Well, especially um, when they report after hours, right? So you kind of saw... Right. When they reported their earnings, what was going on there too? Yeah, exactly. I actually did see a massive, massive buying at that 270. I was like, there, this thing's going to get bought up so quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, so I knew that they had to be right. And then another thing I look at is um, I was checking the IV SKU and I was looking at levels for um, kind of where they're selling premium. And there's a lot of selling premium at 280, 310, mm-hmm. or sorry, 320 and 340. So I was like, okay, so um, I saw seller premium sellers at 280 and 290, and I see premium sellers at 320 and 340. So what that's telling me is that Microsoft is going to be above 290 after earnings, but below 320. Because mm-hmm. you're thinking that was a spread then? Yeah, that was pretty much where it was going to end up. And right. lo and behold, it you know after its conference call, it went up to almost 300. And then pre-market today is 300, went up to about 308, 310 maybe, and then started kind of selling off with the rest of the market. Premium sellers, market makers, they won. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's more advanced order flow. It's something you would have to kind of be taught. And, you know, most people just look at like basic flow. Um, that's a little bit me diving deep. Right. When I have the energy for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, sure enough. <laughs> so, um yeah, that's that's just a little bit of. Would you would you be able to make that kind of deep dive on a on like quant data or unusual whales, or is that something only Trade Alert gives you that kind of richness and depth? So quant data has a little bit, um, in a way, in turn. I can't really say that for unusual whales. I know it's unusual whales is good at like analysis analysis of like inflows and outflows, but I'm mm-hmm. assuming that only really um, they get that data by determining if um, shares are at the bid or the ask, which is what with all, right. which is the case with all order flows is just making assumptions on bid and ask orders, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of paint in a picture of confluence. But I think uh, quant data does offer a little bit of that. Um, like you can set your filters for spreads. You can click on an order and look at the Greeks. You can see the share activity coming in. I mean, it's there. It's uh, It offers it. I think it's more so... Um, just not quite as uh, I don't know. It's just I still prefer trade. Alert. What you're familiar with? Yeah, like I, I prefer Trade Alert for sure. I mean, most people would prefer Quant Data, but I learned on Trade Alert, and I know it's really reliable. And it's you know it. Right. I think it's consolidated like by SIBO or Markets or something. Like it's not. It's not a third party. It's like directed mm. to the market. So um, yeah, I stick to Trade Alert personally. As far as the the stocks that you stick to, if you're looking for like hundred million share purchases and like after hours, are you, does that mean that you're sticking to like specific large caps most of the time? Then, yeah, I would say so. I mean, so, for a while, I was trading BBIG, which is on a tear right now, and like a few other of the smaller names. Um, but yeah, I kind of just like the bi- I like the big moves. I like the lar- like the ones that make those huge moves, um, mm-hmm. and I like the large caps. It's what I'm really like. I like large cap techs. That's what I'm comfortable with it's what i know i mean i probably need to change that now in this year which is the probably thing i've been struggling with because well you can still buy puts <laughs> i know always go with calls that's a one mental struggle i'm having is that i've been so bullish because it's been the right move for two years now that um mm-hmm. 
you know, I missed, like, for example, last two weeks ago, like, I thought Amazon's floor was going to have so wrong. I thought Amazon's floor was going to be 3000. So much share activity there at that level, like 120,000 shares being, you know, bought, sold, like, it's all bid ask, bid ask, but like, you're trying to paint a picture with charts. So I'm like, right, like, I'm looking to the I'm looking at my chart, I'm looking at the left, I'm seeing, okay, you know, at 120. Sorry, it was at 120. It wasn't at 3000 was even worse. So at 120 level, last time we hit here, we spiked up. I'm seeing share activity come in here like crazy at this level. So I think we're going to bounce again here. Like we're not going to lose that floor too easily. Right. And lo and behold, the thing was down. <laughs> What's it at now? 2700? Uh, yeah, I'm looking yeah. at it right now. It didn't yeah. even stop at 3000. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. There were buyers sitting there that just got wiped, wiped, wiped. Like we lost floor after floor after floor. And I just like within seconds, like... And I was like, no, we, I remember I averaged down eight th- at 3,000. Like, no way, we're not, somebody's going to pick this up, but the velocity of the move. Right. But when I look back, it was so strong. And I've so had my own bias there because being bullish was being, was right for so long mm-hmm. that I just wiped out, I think it was like eight grand, just wiped it out seconds. <sighs> Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. But, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> you make a good point. So, like, how do you uh, flip that bias? Like, how? Do, what, what point do you know that you're wrong and it's time to flip directions? Or do yeah. you just kind of take a step back and move on to something else? Um. So, the way that was me, that was just me with my own bias and ego. That's, I wasn't, you have to trade like an algorithm to be right all the time, you know, we're not. Right. Um, <laughs> I should have cut that the moment I saw that floor loss, but you know, I thought, no way, there's not, there's so many buyers at 3,000. You joking me? This is Amazon. Wow, I was so wrong. Um, so I'm work, it's a work in progress. And I, for me personally, like it really is. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to just go into every day now, not with a bot. It's hard because I also, I love strategy and I'm actually really, really good at it. I'm really good at predict just from my own strategy of what I think is going to happen. A lot of the time does. Mm-hmm. Um not looking at charts or anything, but I have to somehow tone that down because that create does create biases and you marry ideas. And once you do that, when you're wrong, then you're really wrong. Yeah. You can't yeah. see what's happening right in front right. of your eyes. Right. So um, that's a work in progress. Um, I guess they paid the market to teach me that sadly, but I mean, <laughs> Hey, it's not the end of the day. Yeah, sounds like you're going to an Ivy league school too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I get mad right? and I pay a $300 lesson. Oh yeah. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't have been that expensive of a lesson. I really shouldn't. I shouldn't have cut it. I should have, I don't use stop losses like everyone else. So um, maybe that's not good either, but I really don't like to stop <laughs> out. So <laughs> Well, I mean, I, like like you said, I mean, everybody has their own strategy. They have the thing that works for them, and you definitely have something that works for you. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't yes. try to change anything. As long as you weren't risking more yeah. than you could afford to lose. Well, uh, let's say if I'd make one to three grand a day consistently, you know, it's yeah. pretty, it's not it's like a week, which still stings, especially because yeah. I already scaled out of my um, account because mm-hmm. I, pay, oh, yeah. I always make sure to pay myself right. So yeah. I paid myself, and then when I made that one dumb decision, I pretty much wiped my day trading. I blew my day trading account, um, and now I have to put money back in, which kind of sucks. But oh, um, oh, but then my, you know, it's coming from my much larger <laughs> account that you know can absorb that easily. So it's um, it's not a big deal. It's just I'm missing out on a lot of action, you know. Right. So, so uh, you said you're good at, at making plans. And even though you said that you need to stop doing that, uh, I'm still going to ask you, you know, can we pick a couple stocks and then have you tell us what it's going to do? Just by chart, by flow. Or have, have you look at the order flow. What, you want me to look at it live? Uh, I mean. It's a little time. To, I can't just, you know. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Well, what, did, what have you looked at today? Why don't we start with that? <laughs> well, I'm going to be honest. Um, when FOMC start happening, I was already a little bit too tired. I was like, ah, I'm kind of done already. Yeah. So um, I was just kind of watching it and I wasn't really doing too much analysis. I already turned the computer off. But um, like I said, because I need to wait with interactive brokers, you need to wait five days for funds to be deposited, five business days. Ah, uh, gotcha. 
So I couldn't even really like, I'm like, I'm not going to trade this with my big account, you know? So it's yeah. God, yeah. <laughs> that's life savings and all that. So no, I'm, I'm just going to have to sit this one out, which is fine. Probably was the right move anyway. It was kind of slow. ID was high. Um, but one thing I did look at is one of my friends was going to be playing Tesla earnings with calls. Um, I just gave him a quick look, but barely. I, someone um, bought 913 Tesla 900 calls expiring the third week of February for $85 a contract, which is $7.7 in premium. Ouch. And they bought, I'm doing this all from memory, and they bought that at the spot price of 913. So when Tesla hit 913 and was selling off with the rest of the market at FOMC, some big buyer came in, scooped up these calls, and then Tesla from there went back to 940. Wow. So I told him, I'm like, it's not too indicative of earnings, but it, he played this bounce pretty much perfectly. He's already super green. Uh, yeah, he should be. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, he's already yeah. green. He doesn't really like need to hold them unless it's going to be a blowout. So I don't really have too much for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's just what I said. I told him at like 358. So just play at your own risk. And um, right now it's flat, but who knows? Maybe I'll pull a Microsoft and, you know, I'll do some deeper diving into it and see if anything was there. I just, I didn't really like look too hard, admittedly. I could have looked harder, but I was too yeah. tired. It's <laughs> all that running you've been doing. Sorry, right? Sorry all you that cycling. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. <laughs> so uh, you you alluded to this a little bit when we introduced you. Um, you said that you you're starting to do some teaching. You want to tell us what because you, you you mentioned last time you were here you had some big things in the work but you couldn't tell us what they were yet. Yeah, so um, I've teamed up with three other traders, um, and we have something called GQA Academy. And what that is, is, so originally it's going to be these three guys, Gus, Quincy, and Anthony, these three guys from California, great traders, really, really skilled, knowledgeable, whatever. But then they reached out to me and they said, you know, we'd love it if you came on. And because you're the queen of order flow, the queue can also be for you. And you can uh. teach them. And I said, okay, yeah, sure. I'd love to do that. So, um, I'm teaching now with them Monday and Wednesday nights at, um, they, you know, we're teaching charts, confluence, we're teaching just a bunch of stuff, order flow, like from, for beginning to intermediate. Are these all recorded or is this a like live zoom so conference? It's, it's live, it's live teaching, but then it's recorded and we give homework assignments. It's just like a seven week program or six week program, I think. Um, hmm. And we do it every second month. And um, it's really great if you're just starting out, especially, or if you have some experience, but you're not quite at the level of, um, you know, like it, 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 you have some knowledge, but like you're not where you want to be, I guess is what good, the right term would Enough be. Enough to be dangerous, I think, is the, the term yeah. that we use. <laughs> yeah, you're not dangerous. So, but you need a stepping stone. Now, if you really want to be dangerous with order flow and whatnot, like I do also private teaching. Um, which we go really deep into things, but that's not really for the novice trader. That's more for people that want to get to that level and want to, um, you know, learn that this is going to be their career. Then, yeah, mm -hmm. I want to say you can do some sessions with me. I can teach you Trade Alert, which is what all the banks and everything uses. Um, no one in retail really uses it, so you're getting you're, you can learn advanced order flow. Well, don't tell anybody then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna lose your edge, <laughs> right? Um, it's not easy to use, mm -hmm. but um, so I do do that. But um, yeah, I'm GQA Academy. It's fun. Um, GQA. Yeah, it should be GQA, <laughs> yeah. but it's I guess it's interchangeable GQA at the moment. Um, so I'll send you guys the link after our next semester. We'll be starting in March. Um, mm. You know, so if anyone wants to sign up, it would be a good idea yes um, and yeah that's that's kind of what's in the works for now um market data connection lost oops sorry my interactive Whoa. brokers <laughs> okay oh so it was open uh, it was open but it's <laughs> i didn't trade with it there's nothing in it but um 
Yeah. So it's uh, <laughs> market funds lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Um, so yeah, it's uh, that's what I'm up to, and you know, my, if I'm lucky enough to be invited back, I'm hoping to have even more on the table next time. But um, lucky enough to be, oh, we'd love having you on. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh God, it's such a riot. It's so much better when I don't have to worry about the schedule. Right? <laughs> when I have guests that want to come back, that's like, oh, okay, mark that week off. I don't have to worry about it. Perfect. <laughs> as long as you don't call me names again. Oh, <laughs> shit. That was a callback. That was a callback. Yeah, I know. I know. I just, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, it's bad when our guests don't even listen to us. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, so the, well, the market kind of took a shit today. Uh, we're recording this right after FOMC. Uh, yeah. Um, and someone, if you remember, Kyle was saying in the chat, I think it's time to buy spy puts. And you were like, right before the FOMC call? It's like, okay. Yeah, you did mm-hmm. say that. And I said, it's probably going to be bad news. You did say that. Why did you think that? Oh, because I'm convinced that the Fed has their backs against the wall. And so so because they've been trying to be so accommodative in their language, like like it's transitory, it's transitory. Like they they seem to have this culture of we can't scare anybody. So they're always right. softening what's re- what they really need to do. Just based on my own opinion of right. like, well, at some point they got to sell off all these assets they bought. They got to raise rates and they're going to do them at the same time. So they're going to say really nice things, but trust me, like they, it, it's a very, it's, I'm just following their pattern of they keep amping it a little worse, a little worse because that's the direction they have to go. So I would be, I was gambling right. on like the trend of the feds emotional state was going to be consistent. It was like, follow that trend. Uh, but I also, the money in my trading account, I'm, I'm transferring it to the futures account. So I, uh, I don't want to risk any of it. So I, 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 I was easy to talk out. I was easy to talk out of the trade. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Have you guys traded futures before or are you new? Uh, we try to do it every day, but uh, not doing. We, we just started this year. Lately. We started this year. We started heavily this year. I think we started a little bit before. Okay. With, so uh, the trade pro uh, courses. Okay, oh, so uh, as in this year, three weeks ago, or twenty twenty one, we started mid twenty twenty one. Within okay. the past year, we like started. June, yeah, I think okay. around June. Okay, right, yeah, I don't trade futures at all. Um, I probably should move to that, but like just because it's fun and you can make a lot of money. But um, you know, <laughs> at the same time, like options order flow is kind of my my edge right and yeah. as a successful trader everyone needs one and that's where i really thrive um so i haven't really not to say i'm not open to learning it but um i guess i just haven't given it the time of day that i should my learn. thing is i just want to learn as much as i can and then figure out what i do best which right now it seems like swing swing trades is my seems to be my forte i do a lot better trying to pick entries and targets on stocks, you know, like a couple weeks out. If mm-hmm. I try to do it on the daily, I get stopped at. <laughs> I'm trying to do it on futures. It's, uh, it's just been a slow death on some of these other things that I've tried. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's much nicer. Like it's much um, less stressful mm-hmm. to do it that way. You know, um, you have time. Well, on the one hand, on the other hand, I got to worry about it every morning. I, I wake up first thing and then check and make sure it didn't crash overnight. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so I like the idea of like the future is like you're done when you shut the computer off. But that's true. So I also like the I like to be able to size something as like all or nothing. So I'm not having to try to manage like a, a stop that's going to take me out and then rip right afterwards. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, or you can just learn the scalp that I do in the morning, and that's it. Uh, that's one thing I want to look at uh, for sure. Yeah, it's fun. It's nice. I, I like that idea of just jumping in and out while it's running because it's... Market data connection lost. Oh, jeez. Oh, sorry. again? Let me just, let me just close <laughs> that down. <laughs> the British accent really softens the blow when you blow an account. Right. <laughs> it's so calm. Yeah, no, it's it's nice to do the scalping for sure. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's more so just controlling not going back. 
not getting so. So when you do that, then uh, let's let's say like you 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 looked at Tesla, you've got like a, a pre market target, and it looks like it's starting to run up towards that. Uh, you jump in, like what's your target when you're when you're making that trade? Are you just trying to get like in you know ten percent a set amount, or are you just jumping out when it st- stalls? So it kind of um, depends, right? Like so, for example, implied volatility is the highest at open, right? So mm-hmm. I want to wait just a little bit for contract prices to settle. Um, and once they do, what I try to do is, um, like I have my pre-market high, pre-market low, right? So I focus on that and also major support levels. So um, like the daily or the hourly. So my target can really change. Um, it depends on the volume and whatnot. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is kind of a very, um, this even though it's, it's kind of like clockwork at the same time. It's very malleable. Like I have to adjust the strategy due to the volume, due to the catalyst, due to, you know, like I have to do right. little, be aware that if that I do need to do this, like I do need to make cha- little changes. Um, so it really, it really depends. It can, like if I Tesla starts ripping off the open, I might, and like it's gaining volume, I might hold it a little bit longer till it hits right. resistance, right? But if I'm doing my quick, quick scalp and I'm seeing that, you know, SPY is at, you know, it's just flat between the pre-market high and pre-market low, everything kind of follows SPY, um, you know, I might just do my quick in and out and just take my grand. It's not even like a target on like the chart. It's like, I'm going to just take this grand and call it. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's it. As long as it's a grand and more, I'm good. That's it. So are you sizing your positions then to try to hit that grand or? Yeah, yeah. You have I, a set I size that you usually run with? Yeah, like I usually will do like the five grand, or sorry, the five contracts of a high beta stock, sometimes three. But, you know, for smaller accounts, like you can't really start with that. Um, yeah. And yep. you have to get slightly <laughs> smaller returns, but it was really great. Um, I think it was in November. No, it was like from September to November. I made, I turned nine grand into 50 grand. It's because it was so easy to do that. It could have been a lot more, but I was out in New Jersey visiting family and all I had time for was the scalp. Um, But, you know, even just being able to, scalping just only got easier as that account grew because Mm -hmm. it was like I could keep buying more and more contracts and just executing what I would do, but with more contracts, right? And I'm confident enough with my consistency that I have something that works. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my edge. And I think I was one day I even did like a seven grand scalp off the open. I was like, this is nuts. I mean, <laughs> mind wow. you, like this, mind you, like the, um, trend was just up for two months. So it couldn't have been, right. like, if you look at that chart, September, <laughs> November 2nd <laughs> was just up. So yeah. it was very easy. I, now, if I just bought and held nine grand, like nine grand so- worth of, uh, calls and held it would have probably been like hundred thousand bucks or more so. right are are you just <laughs> picking the direction of the the high the pre-market high and low and the market buying those calls or puts in the morning is that the scalp well it's yeah it's pretty much okay spies pre-market high and low then the tickers what's the spot price of the share activity What's the sentiment? You know, is there pre-market volume? Like you're just kind of painting a picture. That's it. And, you know, depending on the volume, really, um, and what SPY's doing and VIX and whatnot, you kind of know how much to hold it, right? Like if mm-hmm. it seems like it's a flat inside day, you don't want to hold too long, especially if you're in weeklies. And then if it's we're getting some big moves, um, you might hold a little bit longer. Okay, so you are so, painting that picture. Bell opens, and you're you you know which play you're about to make. Like you, you're trying to scalp like right off the bell. I well, not right off the bell. Like I give it, I give it a couple of minutes, right? Um, I know, for example, like especially people uh, trade pro say, oh, don't trade off the open, or I don't, you know, like they always warn you not to, and they're right to do so because implied volatility. Yeah, it always seems like everything's way more expensive the first five minutes. It is. Um, like the sell contracts at that time. Yeah. But right after that calms down, that's usually when I'm in, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I really just, 
you'd really just keep doing it. It's like sleight of hand. Like, I, I, were you guys ever gamers? It's sleight yep. of hand. That's what it is. Literally sleight of hand. That's magicians. <laughs> right? <laughs> were you a good gamer? Like, did you play Xbox? Like, because that's what it is. Yeah. I'm pretty best, sure. I switch muscles. No, you know what it is called? Yeah, or like Call of Duty. Remember, like you play, like you'd get like this little, um, like you get like the sleight of hand level up or like when you'd go on the live or whatever. I don't know if you played World at War. Uh, I don't think I played that one. I haven't played Call of Duty franchise in a while. Well, it's it's old. It's like from 2009. But, oh, um, okay. Well, that's been a long Whoa. time then. Okay. <laughs> I know where you're going that far back. They had the sleight of hand and like you could shoot really fast. You know, that's what this is. You have the sleight uh, of hand with the scalp and you're done. That's it. Just got to be in and out. Right. Like my sex life. No. Cut that, Dan. Cut that. If you can be a one minute man in the bedroom, you can be a one minute man in the market. There you go. That's what, that's what you got to tell yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Take that skill and put it into your, your scalp. That's it. I think that's a new tagline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that should be like my selling like point like to everyone. Hey, you want to learn the scalp? Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> last no more than one minute in the bedroom, well, I'll teach you to last no, no more than one minute in the market. <laughs> one minute in the market. <laughs> what are you going to do with the other 58 seconds? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh, oh man so, all right for this uh, derails all the way <laughs> yeah. uh, do you have anything else going on then um no not much i mean just teaching moderating trading you know not much in terms of um like i was doing twitter and instagram for a while but i've taken a bit of a break because it, it's it's so tough it's a little thing. Do thank- that every day. Ugh. It's just a little thankless, <laughs> you know. I'm like, ugh, I, I'd rather just yeah. relax right now. So mm-hmm. um, I'll get back to it when, you know, maybe when I go back to Florida, which should be soon. Um, so I can actually, you know, feel like a person again and go outside. Have you met Florida man while you're down there? Oh, I've met many Florida mans. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of time why don't you tell us your your best florida story oh god jeez oh well right now i'm just like i have to think of something off the top of my head um (laughs) you're putting me on the spot here ask me anything about order flow but we'll we'll edit it down to where it looks like you came up with it right away right (laughs) wow i don't even know right now I, I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know if I want to go there. <laughs> okay. Right, fair okay. <laughs> Kyle, do you have any good Florida stories? Have you done the Florida man game? No. Can you type in your birthday no. and uh, Florida man? No, oh I have no idea. So I'm going to type in November 16th and Florida man. Uh, and the top result, a man was arrested Monday morning after stealing a downed power pole off of I-4. According to Florida oh Highway Patrol, God. 71-year-old Douglas Allen Hatley loaded a downed power pole into a 97 Toyota sedan on westbound I-4 near mile marker 9. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah, so you can pretty much do that for any date. <laughs> right? Yeah. Order mm-hmm. flow for Florida, man. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. What's your birthday, Dan? May 9th? May 9th. If I search order flow Florida man, it says Florida man gets 40 years for fake legal filings. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. That's believable. I can only read the first little snippet of this, but a Florida man was driving with an illegally acquired alligator leg stuck in his dashboard. <laughs> oh that God. was May 9th. Oh, yep. How do, we, how oh do you God. legally require an alligator leg? I must know. Legally yeah. acquire? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I guess you asked nicely. Hey, alligator, can I have a leg? <laughs> yeah. That, oh, my God. That's that's crazy. But you know what? They actually are everywhere down there, alligators. Like, they're in my... Oh, I thought you were going to say Florida, man. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, they're everywhere there. But um, I don't know. I Sometimes I walk my parents' dog there, and I'm, like, scared. An alligator's just going to come out and... Yeah, <laughs> you should be. They they found that there have been gators nabbing people in Disney World for a while. Oh, what? Oh, God. They have. Well, yeah, like they, people just they, disappearing. Yeah, they're okay. So so it's such a big place. There's always an amount of people that disappear. Like yeah. 
from there. People get kidnapped from there, you know, child snatchers. They're going to go to where the kids are, that kind of shit. So, which paints a weird picture about such a big place like Disney World. But uh, they did, yeah, they they have, they get reports all the time. They're constantly moving in to all of the, you know, they got all sorts of water features and uh, places in the park with lakes and rivers and swamps. Like, yeah, they get in there all the time. Florida's crazy. Huh. I'm not going huh. there. You're crazy, Sarah. Yeah, um, I'm not going back. <laughs> I'll take alligators over snow. Seriously, I will. Take that, Florida. Right. Hurricanes. Um, no, I won't be there for that season. <laughs> Seems like it's starting earlier every year and going later. Oh, man. Well, um, I'm going down there in like two weeks, so I hope not. Oh, no problem. <laughs> no, it is great to go someplace warm when you're stuck in the cold. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, it's says okay. the guy who lives in Arizona. Yeah, oh, I so lucky. I resent the <laughs> so the, the extra traffic the winter season brings. I'm always like, God damn it! Twice as much traffic, you suck. We used to hate the snowbirds, and when I lived in Phoenix, but uh, they were actually like the nicest people in the state. So I actually started liking the the winters a little better. Yeah, because they're all Canadians, guys. We I know. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> we say thank you, please. You know. We always apologize. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry for everything we do. Oh, I just got started on Letterkenny, by the way. Thank you, Canada, for that one. That's a gem. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everyone loves that. That and Trailer Park Boys. I haven't watched that one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's stupid. It's, it's, it's all right. Nah, it's, yeah, it looks like my type yeah. of thing. Yeah, you'll probably like it. <laughs> you'll like it. <laughs> all right, Danny, any more stock questions? <laughs> Um. <laughs> Anyways, how about Anyways. a prediction? How about a prediction? You prediction? Yeah. What is? Are we at the bottom? Um. So I thought we were at the bottom for at least the time being. Monday when we got that major buy zone, I was like, "There's no way." Like this is in. Thank God, because we squeezed like crazy after that. But um, no, I think I don't know. I think um. Oh, let me look at my chart. Give me a second. <laughs> There's a lot of tails dipping in below 4,300. It seems like it's uh, it's the trying problem, to hold that. Yeah, like the problem is, is like I can't. Um, there's so much unknown right now. Like mm-hmm. Powell didn't give us anything today, right? So nothing's changed. Like everyone's like, oh, he sounds hawkish, but and he did. He sounded like an asshole, to be honest. But um, at the same time, he didn't really say anything new. So. With that being said, like, I mean, I think we might have hit a bottom, um, at least for now, like a short-term bottom. Could we retest it? Um, maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I hope we, maybe, but I hope we don't. I mean, I hope Biden as well and whoever has some sense to say, hey, like, I don't want to wipe out all six months of last year's gains, right? Like, this doesn't so that, <laughs> That's That's exactly where my thoughts are going today's FOMC, watching everything sell off it's like oh i guess biden doesn't care about getting reelected anymore (laughs) i think he's it kind of makes you think right because it's like okay well what one third of americans have a stock portfolio now um Mm -hmm. the u.s economy it it, what 70 percent consumerism people are blowing their retirement accounts which it's it's bad a lot of people Mm -hmm. lost a lot of money they may just not go on that trip to mexico you know they may just start to try like you know, like I understand inflation's a risk, but hey, if you're going to kill the market, that's a risk too. So <laughs> yes. why being so under um, appreciated by Biden publicly is really um, losing people, making people lose a lot of confidence. It's I'm hoping behind the scenes there's a much different story. Well, um, my hope is that uh, when we get closer to the actual time that he's campaigning, is that uh, he he reins the Fed in and tries to create that nice bounce when all the hawkishness goes away. <sighs> Who knows? I don't even know. Oh, that could be a year down the road, though. You can get a lot of damage done in the next year. He can, right? And that's yep. the thing. And it's like, it's I don't know. But if he doesn't do something, I mean, he's going to lose those. Uh, what do you guys call them? The Not the primaries. That's what I was calling the, them. The general election? Um, is that the one that's happening this year? Uh, no, the, the caucuses? I think yeah. is, what is that is that what's happening this year for the Is that happening this year? I am so bad at politics. It's just an off presidential year election. So there's still congressmen and Yeah, this should be the Senate elections, right? 
Well, they're going to lose something. You know, there's going to be a landslide Republican win if they don't fix this. So um, if this isn't the bottom, they're in trouble. Yeah. So I'm going to say it's it's we're near it. We're near the bottom because if they don't fix this, then, you know, that's. <laughs> then Trump's gonna, coming back in 24. Yeah, you're going to have. <laughs> no one wants that. <laughs> or Trump 2.0, you know, like it's. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> what, Trump Jr.? Yeah, Trump Jr., oh, like somebody like that's going to come back. Oh. So um, I hope they don't underestimate how important market stability and growth has become. It's not just something the rich invest in anymore it's not 50 years ago you know what i mean it's um mm-hmm. the year every day like they're like oh i want to help the guy the small union guy trying to buy groceries and you know because of inflation so high and i'm like yeah well that small union guy has a stock portfolio and his retirement depends on it the guy wants to retire as well so right. um don't forget about that <laughs> so we'll see <laughs> we'll see but I, I'm gonna get. Pl- I don't want to get political on your show. So yeah, there you go. Ah, we try to avoid it too. <laughs> yeah, it, it, as long like, as you make fun of both sides, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I can do. No. Uh, I was gonna say I can do a great Trump impression, but I actually can't. All I can say. <laughs> all I can say is China. China. You're fired. That's, that's it. <laughs> You're fired, Sarah. You're fired. Right. <laughs> that's it. I can comb my hair like him. <laughs> well, that's a way of making fun of him. That balances it out. <laughs> A lot of people say Sarah Glass is the flow queen. They say she's great. They say she's the best, but they are wrong. <laughs> the best so at order flow there so ever great. was. <laughs> I'm better at order flow than you, Sarah Glass. I'm the best there's ever been, and there ever will be. <laughs> Sarah Glass is a very stable genius. <laughs> very, a very, very stable genius. Very. <laughs> Such higher praise was never heard on this show. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dan, now that we can sleep at night, uh, okay. maybe this time we wrap this up, we can let Sarah get back to teaching her class. Thank you, yeah. thank you, thank you, thank you, Sarah. This has been such a great interview. Uh, I hope, uh, I know I myself, and I hope a lot of our, our listeners uh, ha- have had the, some light bulb illumination go off when it comes to opening up order flow and, and what you're looking for. So we really appreciate you coming back and uh, really wish you the best of what, well, uh, the best of luck on your future endeavor with that class. I'm going to check that out. That was the uh, that was the G GQA Academy GQA yes. Academy. I wrote it down. <laughs> I can hear your papers. Awesome. <laughs> I'll send you the link, and you send me the little song you did at the beginning. Okay, uh, you got I it. That's this. a deal. That's a deal. Um, hey, Kyle, any any parting words as we close up the shop? Uh, no. Yeah. All right, folks. We'll be back at you soon. <laughs> Until then, happy trades. Bye. Bye, guys. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks in the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.